When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> Cracks yeah. you up every time, every doesn't time. it, Bryce? <laughs> it makes me laugh. You're the only person who has coined yeah as a catchphrase. <laughs> That's Other great. Than, there's a. Yeah. But a. Is there, does anybody have yeah? That's uh, me. Kool Aid has oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What's Chester Cheetah? Oh yeah. Uh, is he yeah? Oh, I, I can't remember. Yeah. He does, he does something cool. Yeah. yeah. With sunglasses. Yeah. I like that Chester Cheetah. I do he doesn't too. bug me at all. Yeah, he's oddly uh-uh. sexual. You yeah, know? He's totally. Oddly, he's kind of hot. Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Does he need to seem like... <laughs> so uh, glad you guys agree Like, with if me. I had to fuck a food mascot, it would be Chester Cheetah. And for buy sure. Coke from him afterwards. Yeah, I <laughs> think I sure. would go for Tony the Tiger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tony muscular. The, yeah. Very muscular. You're going to have a great time, <laughs> Tony the Tiger's gay, though. We all... I mean, clearly. Really? I think he's like a mask, masculine like a gay... Oh, frosted dad. Frosted Yeah, I mean, you can still fuck. I mean, he he wouldn't want that, though. I just think his personality is like, I think there was a, you know, there was like in the world of serial characters, there was like the moment where like Tony the Tiger had to come out of the closet after like the 70s, 80s, 90s. You know what I mean? Captain Crunch made him. Yeah. It was Captain Crunch who started it. Captain Crunch Come on, tell us, man. Tony's like, fine. Uh, I think it was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Sugar Bear was super stoned. He was like, whatever, man, it's cool. It's fine. Totally. Who, who, what other gay (laughs) serial man? The guy is clearly gay. No, he's just. No, he's, he's not gay? He's, he just he's, has an, short, he's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic. That is a diss against the Irish. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I think how that, dare you? How dare you, Bryce? <laughs> I, think, I think Lucky might be bi- bi- non-binary. Yeah, okay. but I think, like, of course. I think like Tony... I don't think we're allowed to be calling anybody anything of this, but maybe. This is this is called a bit. It's fine. Yeah. It's just except fine. for Bryce. Except for Bryce. Yeah, except for what Bryce Who's <laughs> Not a bit. The, the PC police were always out yeah. for Bryce Johnson. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you're wondering what you're listening to, this is another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. Yeah. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And once again, filling in for super producer Riley Bray, we have the amazing... Grace Mitchell. And uh, you've heard our guest already. We'll bring her right in. Um, She's an actor. She's a comedic performer. She's a writer. She's a podcaster. Uh, You know her as many things, but she's also the co-host of our sister podcast. Yeah. Unofficial sister podcast. Yeah. Uh, A funny feeling. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Back... Returning Back, to returning the show for a another year later. holiday celebration <laughs> for Christmas, Ms. Betsy Sidara. Yeah. 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 
having me, oh. especially for Christmas. Oh, best Christmas gift ever. I love ever. Christmas so much. Oh man. oh, man. And you know what? I was like, well, we're coming up on our uh, Christmas episode. We got to bring back Bootsy. Yep. I'm here. I'm yep. here. I love it. I loved all of those like paranormal Santa stories. <laughs> yeah, those stuck with me. Those really yeah. stuck with me. Yep. Guys, like, what do you think? I don't know. Cool. That's when we really started talking about tulpas for the first time. Yeah. And now I feel like tulpas are all the rage. They're such the rage. Because yeah. those are the ones where if we all think about it enough, yeah, it we will become them. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tulpas, dude. The collective consciousness like summons that thing into existence. Whoa. You know what I was reading about recently? What we should have? We should have a Christmas spoon bending party. Wouldn't that yeah. be fun? Well, why does it have to be a Christmas spoon It doesn't bending? have to be Christmas. You just want to just, we should have a spoon And make them okay. ornaments? Is that what you're getting What's at? That? And they're ornaments go. for the tree? Uh, yeah, they could oh, okay. be. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I was reading about that. Okay, I was like, that'd well, be fun. Please yeah. go. How do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to like, uh, you know, you, you grab a bunch of, sp- like, there's a certain way to do it, right? So you grab a box of spoons. Okay. First, you got to get a box of spoons. Yeah, everybody can yeah. bring a spoon. And then you dump them on the table. So Can't they have make... a spoon party without a box of spoons. Yeah, you need spoons. Um, and then you, so you dump them out on the table <laughs> so they make a loud noise. I think there's like a whole... That guy, Whoa. John Alexander, wrote uh, in his latest book. How Jason to... Alexander? No, John... My life is George. <clears throat> my life is no, George. different Alexander. <laughs> but he wrote in the back of his book... That uh, my George Costanza. Reality hey. Denied, uh, a, a, yeah. a thing on how to do a spoon bending party. Whoa. Is it spoon bending? It's like a... It's a trick. It's not a real... It's not a trick, no. It's like a real thing. No, well, it's Santa. It's, it a, is, it's a real it's psychic phenomena, yeah. No, 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 that's debunked. No, it's not debunked. I think it's debunked. No, I read, no, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the great Randy who- uh, Oh, that documentary, Yeah, the documentary liar? who found a way so to good. to hoax it himself, but actually, like, the, the real phenomenon of spoon bending by guys like Uri Geller and- and the likes of him, it is. It has not been proven that that is a fake. Is Uri Geller been proven a hoax? I thought. No. I thought wasn't that a, you know he had an a bat, honest liar. Like had, wasn't that the whole thing where he's like that? Is, yes. Am I thinking of the same guy? You are. Rand, that guy Randy is had it out for him his whole life. But uh, his way of doing the spoon bending thing, this Just guy like Randy, Crunch going after uh, who was Tony a magician, the yeah, man. yeah, he would cut the spoons in half, right? Like, and, and then and then he would do the bending thing, and they would like fall and bend over. Uri Geller has been known to like go to a restaurant everywhere he goes. I someone has him a bend a spoon or bend some piece of metal. You know, there was a tale I was reading in. Uh, in, in that one book uh, called Phenomenon by Annie Jacobson, where he went into a restaurant and one of the chefs, one of the cooks was like, hey, I don't, you know, will you bend these uh, these burger tongs? And he, and he bent the burger tongs. So it's not just like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. So it's like, burger tongs, he would bend dude. all kinds of shit. I don't um, know about that. I like it. Yeah. I'm here for it, Bryce. Yeah. You know, he got, uh, he got a lot of... Uh, he got took a lot of flack because they brought him on Johnny Carson, and uh, and they they were going to try and debunk him there, and he wasn't able to uh, bend the spoons because Randy had called Carson and said, "Make sure you provide the spoons and make sure they're but extra thick." You know, is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. But part of the phenomena, as as Uri Geller would report it, is that like if if you hold that it can't happen, that it doesn't believe, then it then it there's a good then chance it that it won't, happen. guys. Right. So part of the thing at like holding a party. <laughs> Is like oh, everyone that we has all to have like to believe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. that's right. It's like the uh, light is a feather, stiff as a board. That's exactly yeah, what I was going to say. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry, light is right. a feather. Anyway, I'm listening okay. to 
or I'm listening. I'm looking at a Wikipedia article, the the Wikipedia article about spoon bending, and there's a quote from none other than Michael Crichton. Whoa, I'm in. Famous climate change denier, Michael Crichton, and father of excellent dinosaur science fiction. Okay, what does he have to say? He said he described his successful experience with spoon bending at a psychokinesis party in Mm -hmm. his 1988 book, Travels. There you go. Which now I want to read. He says, this is Michael Crichton, I looked down. My spoon had begun to bend. I hadn't even realized the metal was completely pliable, like soft plastic. It wasn't particularly hot either, just slightly warm. I had bent a spoon, and I knew it wasn't a trick. I looked around the room and saw little children, eight or nine years old, bending large metal bars. They weren't trying to trick anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I have a great idea for a new show called ER. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he did ER? Yeah, he was the creator of ER. Really? Yeah. It was about his, uh, based on- Maybe I should watch ER. Noah Wiley's character was based on Michael Crichton. Wow. Wait, really? Yeah, it was about Michael Crichton's time as an emergency doctor, emergency room doctor. Yeah, because he was a doctor for a long time before I wrote the Andromeda strain. No way. <laughs> Michael, you're here right now. That's wild. Oh, that's wild. I didn't hmm. know that. Yeah. Um, cool. All there right. Okay. I always thought it was a fake thing. Well, now it's been proven. Now it's been yep. proven. Now it's My been man proven MC. from people just being like, no, it's a thing. No, it's a thing, bro. Like, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't believe in climate change. So whatever. So, yeah, He's dead whatever. now. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. Uh, Betsy. Yeah. Does Bigfoot know it's Christmas? <gasps> what? Does Bigfoot know it's Christmas? <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. Does anyone bring presents for Bigfoot out in the woods this Christmas? Christmas. Is this a song I'm supposed to I'm know? just re- singing it to uh, you now. And- yeah, I love it. <laughs> but you keep giving me the eye of like, uh, yeah. come on, yeah. sing. Come on. Really? Like, like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know this song. It's not a real song. It's oh. like one of those nightmares where you don't know your lines in a, <laughs> yeah, in a scene. Right. <laughs> You're like, ah! I have those a lot. I'm like, wait, what? We've been rehearsing for months. We have? Why isn't I can't Big- remember. Why isn't Bigfoot more of a like Christmas uh, yeah. right? icon? How do you know he's not? Well, oh, Christmas icon. Not, the the Yeti is becoming are, like yeah. Target now. Abominable snowman. Yeah. Abominable right. snowman. He's I taking love, all the glory. I think we yep. need more Bigfoot in our Christmas, though. I'm here for that. I would love that. I love the abominable snowman. Uh, mm-hmm. I got my third year in a row of abominable snowman uh, ornament from the Target Christmas section. Oh, yeah. Nice. They Target's do great stuff. good, man. I, it's getting better and better. Yeah, yep. their Halloween section was pretty good, too. I think Target. My whole apartment and, and wardrobe is just now strictly Target. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> love it. Good. Not a sponsor of this show. Mm-mm. Would love to have you over here yeah, at Target. Yeah, come on, Target. Come through. Um, okay, so Betsy, yes. on your show, A Funny Feeling, yes. co-hosted by Marcy Jaro, yes. um, you guys often have uh, listener stories. People call in and tell their stories, yeah. respond to a lot of that weird shit. Yeah. Um, so we recently, the last holiday, Thanksgiving, we asked our listeners when they go home, hey, when you're sitting around the holiday table and you don't know what to talk about, yes. say, Mom. Dad, Grandma, 
give me some ghost stories. What are the yes. things that you were happening when I was a kid that you didn't want to scare us about? So right? good. it's right. such a good topic of conversation. If you're ever in doubt, just be like, hey, anybody here have any ghost stories? Yeah, totally. Or anything weird happened to them? Yeah. It's so good. It's great. And so we actually got in our inbox uh, yesterday as of this recording a letter from somebody yes. named Abby who said Thanksgiving paranormal story achieved. Ooh, Great. Nice. So I'm going to ask Bryce to read this uh, email okay. from our listener, Abby. All right, Great. cool. Great. Here we go. <clears throat> hey, guys. <laughs> I heard your call to obtain paranormal stories from family members over Thanksgiving, and I actually ended up getting one. My 55-year-old Aunt Lisa was visiting this year. It started innocently by talking about how my 11-year-old stepson has an obsession with sleep paralysis. Apparently, it's a hot topic at school with kids his age. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Thank you, Big Foot Collectors Club. You did it. You did it last night. A hag on your chest. Hey, man, you better watch out for that sleep (laughs) paralysis. That's when the shadow man takes a dump on your chest. (laughs) Yeah, and I left my switch at your house. Bring it back tomorrow, (laughs) douche. Aunt Lisa asked what sleep paralysis is. Oh, sorry. Probably due to YouTube. And he's terrified of experiencing it. Aunt Lisa asked what sleep paralysis is. And I proceeded to tell her about how it's like your mind is awake, but your body is still asleep. And people feel like there's a presence in the room that they can see or feel, but they can't move. She casually asked, people see figures while they're awake? Are they shadows or are they people? I clarified that most people see a kind of shadowy figure. And she casually says, oh, that's different than me. I see people. Uh, oh, okay. They usually uh, show up around four in the morning. Ew. Oh, my God. Um, what? Uh, I instantly uh. thought of your request for stories, so I decided to keep her talking. She proceeded <laughs> to tell my family that she has seen ghosts on a regular basis at every house she's ever lived in. Whoa. Well, it's not the houses, sweetie. Starting uh-uh. in childhood and had the most recent visitor when she moved into her current house. Oh. Her husband made her start sleeping with a flashlight next to her bed because she would turn on the bedroom lights to get them to leave. And it was annoying to him. (laughs) Now that's love. Sure. Scare the ghost away, but just leave me out of it. I got a fucking meeting in the morning. (laughs) Just grab the flashlight. your friends knock it off? God. Most of the time, the ghost had been an individual who just shows up in a room at night and looks at her or wanders around the room like they're in a waiting room pacing. Oh, But she said the craziest interaction was when six or seven children in nightgowns showed up one night. Oh, my God. Betsy's face. (laughs) Yeah, that is disgusting. (laughs) And we're running through the house. Right. Oh, no. She said they were shouting and laughing to each other, just (gasps) being kids. God damn it. My aunt had. That's why I wanted to read this letter today. That's so fucked up. (laughs) My aunt had just had her first (laughs) child at the time and she was afraid these kid ghosts were going to wake the baby because they were being so loud so she went out into the living room and yelled at them to be quiet and go away at which point they disappeared wow I asked her if she's ever communicated with the ghost besides the time she yelled at the kids to be quiet and leave and she said no I'm guessing that because she doesn't give them the communication they're looking for they just end up disappearing or wandering away My aunt is a devout Mormon, and as such, she doesn't believe that she has the power to help them at all. 
since Mormons believe that only Mormon men who possess the priesthood can exercise or banish spirits. Oh my God. Whoa. So I feel like her gift has been stunted by that. Oh, I man. told her that the next time one shows up, she needs to ask them what they want and report back to me. I'd heard family whisperings that Lisa sees dead people, but nobody ever elaborated on it. And I was excited to get it straight from Lisa herself. Thanks, Thanksgiving. Thank you for making <laughs> Thanksgiving interesting. Wow. Awesome. That's wow. great. That's the combination great. of night nightgowns and yeah. kids is the grossest thing in oh, the world. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> nightgowns are so fucking scary. <laughs> and then dead kids are horrifying. Right, right. And Why are the nightgowns so them, scary? It's because they're like... Nightgowns are so nasty. Yeah, yeah they just are. <laughs> Ooh, they freak me out big time. My, <laughs> ma- my mom used to wear nightgowns. Oh. And if I came home late, if I missed curfew... Like two minutes, right? I'd come at, come in, and like oh, put no. put the car keys on the dining room table, and, and like we had like this like walkway that kind of over. It was like an open air, open floor yeah. kind of like living room area, so mm-hmm. she could just like look down from the balcony, oh. and she'd go, yeah. <laughs> and I'd look up, and she'd be standing pale as a ghost in her like. White nightgown Nasty. frowning down at me because I was two minutes late. Like, where were you? That's I was like, great. I'm, I'm, she's like, two minutes. You know, that's what it is. It's because they're all like white and old. And like back then, they didn't right. have like checkered plaids or like, you know, like nice blue. They didn't have like the Grinch printed yeah, on them. Yeah, they didn't have like patterns or cool Give characters. Give me pajamas right. any day. Yeah. Right, right. But a nightgown is so. They're associated with like a lot of trauma for many people. I, I think, think yeah. so. And like they also just don't <laughs> make. Statement. They also don't make sense. Yeah. Like because they just ride up. I think right? that. Oh like, right. It's so lame. Isn't they it? They make so you, no sense. Isn't it so you don't have to wear like underwear? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you perv. Yeah. Is my mom no. not wearing underwear <laughs> under her nightgown? <laughs> I don't know what the... It, they're nasty. They're scary. Ugh. And then when they're Ugh. on kids, Disgusting. that's even worse. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. Ooh, it's fucked up. What happened to all eight of those kids? I don't know. Orphanage? Yeah. Oh, South maybe. Used to be an orphanage? Also, what's up with these Mormon dudes being like, only I can yeah. talk to ghosts? Yeah. That's... um. A lot of religions <laughs> where it's dudes being like, oh, I could do it. We got you this can't. shit. You yeah. Let us it's banish pretty, the spirits. Pretty normal, actually. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Abby, that's the exact kind of research we want our listeners doing yes. over these holidays. So if you're home for the holidays, uh, ask your Aunt Lisa how many haunted nightgowns are in her house <laughs> and then write to us or leave us a voice me- message at bigfoot collectors club at gmail.com all right we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back it's time for holiday fun with betsy sadaro yay sweet woo so Bats. Yes. Let's do a quick uh, previously on Bigfoot Collectors Club recap for those yeah. people who may have not listened to your episode from last Uh-oh. last December about uh, your personal paranormal history. Uh, 
Not really any. Right, not, right? Yeah. But you do a paranormal show, funny feeling. Yeah. I love it. I don't want to see anything. Right. That's the whole thing is it yeah. freaks you out, correctly? Yeah. Now, has anything changed? I know we did a, an episode over on uh, uh, on uh, the other side where yeah. I talked to you and Marcy about ghost hunting. Uh, yeah. We had a tiny conversation, a short conversation about that. But uh, has anything changed this past year? Any new points of view? Any new experiences? Do you find that because Adela Levine, who is a medium and intuitive that's been on the show, she's a fan favorite, has said just the act of us talking about this stuff is supposed to open us up more. Yeah, and I've heard that while doing Funny Feeling. And, right. just, and Marcy keeps me like, it's going to happen. I'm like, mm. uh-uh. <laughs> I'll listen all day, but I don't need to. I don't know. I've, I have that silly app on my phone. Yeah, oh, right. I have a ghost hunting oh, app on my phone. We didn't talk about this. <laughs> we yeah, and and we were in that. Salt Lake City. Yeah, after our live show, Betsy yeah. and I went to a haunted hotel and we started looking for ghosts. Yeah, we did. But we didn't find anything. No, but we got some like clickety clicks. Some words. Yeah. Um, well, something spooky that happened recently is I went to bed and then I woke up and I was like going through my phone. Um, and you know, when you double click and you see all the apps that were open and that fucking ghost hunter app was open and the word that it said was outside. Oh, that's fucked up. Like when I woke up and I was like, I haven't opened this since probably Salt Lake City or something. So for months and it was open and I was like, what the fuck, man? So wait, it gives you words too? Yeah, that's like kind of the part. Like we were checked out of that experience. We were off. Yeah, the, you were gone, right? Yeah, we were like, you guys are. You guys turkeys. went back to the hotel, <laughs> and, and Mark... we went on like a little bar crawl slash ghost hunting. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was great. Marcy was not as into the ghost hunting as I thought she I would be. I was blown away. I thought she would be into it. She was very bored with us. She yeah, she hated it. She was really rolling her eyes a lot. We we're were... Like, well, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> we were having a great time. I was having a blast. That app is fun. I would do that anywhere anytime with you, Betsy. You Great. know this. Yeah. All right. I want to do it all the time. Okay. We do need to go. I think we'd be kick-ass ghost hunters. I do, too. Let me look at what the app is called. It's okay. free. It was free. Ghost detector. So ghost detector. It's pretty good. It was free. Let's leave it on in the room over the course Should of this we? episode and see if anything pops I mean, up. It, let's, let's not. I'm just kidding. Let's, yeah, do, let's it. do it. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough to be like, And it's wait, got like a little and, and, you know. EPK meter. No, yeah. EPK. Yeah. So I'll keep the sound off, but there is no. a way. EPK. No, electronic press kit. I always do this. Right. EKP. EKG. So EKG. it can be like this where you hear like the different waves, Um, but we can also leave it on silent. So it's not just constantly like. <laughs> so far, nothing's happening. Okay. Good. There's good. a lot of little like charts and bars and stuff. I don't know what most of them mean, but <laughs> when something is around, these will turn red and get really high. We were getting a, a lot. Of, we were getting up. a lot of red and yellow. We were in a in a haunted hotel. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were getting a lot of stuff. Um, let me see. There's a list of words, but yeah, I think. You know what? I did do it at um, the Queen Mary. What was I thinking? Oh, dude. I did did it on the Queen Mary. Did you go over Halloween or something? Um, The Queen Mary is a great big boat on the dock of uh, Long Beach. They say it's haunted. They do haunted tours there. Yeah, they say it's very haunted. And it said I was, um, we were 
partying, we went to Dark Harbor and then um, stayed the night on the Queen Mary. Just oh, be yeah. like, this will be fun and spooky. Ugh. And we went ghost hunt- hunting, and it did say the name of a girl I was with, mm. Allison. And whoa. so we were like, whoa. And then on my other friend downloaded, I think, the same app, and it did say disjointed. Which is a TV show I was on. That is crazy. And we're like, that's such a weird. I've never heard that word until I was on that show, and now this ghost app is saying yeah. it. So maybe we have some like fans on the Queen Mary. You never know. Them. There's like one of the haunted, most haunted rooms on the Queen Mary. There's a great video because they keep a camera in there yeah. running twenty four, and there you see know. this like ball of light, sort Oof. of like go around the room and these objects, and it knocks over. Uh, an object that's sitting on the desk. Really? It's fucking Ooh, super yeah, creepy. Yeah, Queen Mary yeah, is but it's really good. spooky. Yeah. It was cool. But yeah, just kind of, I've been just messing around with that, but nothing much has happened. Sounds, you sound a little noncommittal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to happen. I don't yeah. want that. I'm, I'm not mean, trying I to love evoke hearing anything. about it, and I'll believe you. it, but. I don't blame For you everyone all. yelling at us, it's PKE meter. P-K-E. For psychokinetic energy meter. Right. Uh, God, that should oh, be yeah, a Oh, yeah, so that's probably one of these things. Uh-oh, it's getting a little hot. What's uh, it saying? Oh, God, it just said Mary. <gasps> M-A-R-Y. Oh really? You were just talking about a show. Queen Mary. Oh, but Queen also, Mary. guys, yeah. listening to you. It's listening. Can we please? Come on. Taco Bell. <laughs> it must be Beef right? Gordita Supreme. It just said Mary. I doubt it has the 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 software to like listen in and kick back words. I mean, right. maybe it's in a phone. It you does. think so? Yes. Oh yeah, these phones are here. In well, everything. I know the phone has that capability, but I, do you think they would make the software for? But this? it's in the phone. It's utilizing everything in the it phone. Be, it's have, not utilizing yeah. everything in the phone. It's a closed off application. It doesn't like you know. Oh my goodness. I don't oh, know. Price. It is, it is <laughs> price. Uh yes, yeah, so I don't I don't I went to um this apparently very haunted town in Oklahoma because I was shooting a movie in Oklahoma City and I had the day off called Guthrie mm. where there is a lot like there's an abandoned uh insane asylum like I guess asylum nice. Yeah. I don't think people say that anymore. <laughs> Cuckoo palace. Um, uh, That's, so much and That's Like all of these creepy things. And I would turn this on and get scared because there were all these old, awful buildings. But nothing happened like, really. I'm crazy. <laughs> oh, no. So do you um, like getting scared or do you like. Love getting scared. Right. Yeah. Oh, you it love... just said react. Mm. Scared. It just said react. You love getting scared. React. I love getting scared. I love getting scared so much. Maybe you saying watch react scary movies to this by app. yourself in your in your place. Yeah. yeah, all the time. Wow. I love getting Betsy scared. does. If you follow her on Instagram, one of my favorite things oh. is you will occasionally post live, and I kind of do this too. But I noticed you do it like. Uh, You'll be watching movies and post stuff live, like from your TV, whatever movie you're watching. Yeah. And recently you'd been watching some, I saw some wild clip and I was like, what movie is this? And you were like, Troll 2. Oh Oh, my God. And I'd never (laughs) seen either Troll or Troll 2. Uh, So like the next weekend, I finally watched Troll. It's good. Troll is so wild. That movie blew my goddamn mind. Yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about this last earlier. week as we well. Uh, we, a few weeks back, okay. we did. Mm-hmm. Well, and Troll 2 is even 
crazy. <laughs> okay, I gotta like, watch it's it. It's wild. They're not even trolls. They're but, goblins. Like it's this Italian. Uh, I don't want to say filmmaker, but this <laughs> Italian <laughs> man, moving picture guy right. who um, was just kind of trying to ride the wave of success from troll. Which isn't one. Right. <laughs> and so they just call it Troll 2, but it's Goblins. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. It's considered like the best, worst movie ever made. Oh, I got to see it. It's fantastic. The craziest wow. thing, and I probably said this already on the show about Troll, is that the lead character's name is Harry Potter Harry. Jr. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> yep, it's so wild. That's and that great. little girl who plays the uh, Troll in disguise... She's wild. Oh, yeah. When she eats that burger, it's crazy. Yes, I forgot about that. And, like, Sonny Bono's in it and stuff. Sonny Bono is out of control in that yeah. film. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus, young Julia yes. Louis-Dreyfus, like, playing, like, a nymph at one point. Yes. It's given me wow. big, like, because Jennifer Aniston was in the first Leprechaun. Yeah. Kind of mm. those vibes where she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll do this thing and it might ruin my career. It's like, no, or you're it might, good. Might lead to must see TV. Like you're it, good. Dip for Julian slope. Whoa. I do like I to ski. So now I think it is just kind of chiming into my <laughs> fucking data of like, what have you been Googling lately? Right. Okay. Speaking of scary movies. Yes. Because I know you're a horror buff. Yes. Um, I asked you to think favorite. about some of your favorite uh, scary it can be campy, it can be slight, it doesn't even have to be paranormal, but yeah. like Christmas time, a lot of people like to buckle down and watch like Christmas movies, the Hallmark Channel, all that Which stuff. Which I'm here for as well. Great. I love them. But uh, what about scary movies for Christmas? Um, There's some very fun ones. For the most part, the ones that I really enjoy are like slasher okay. movies. There's a classic called Black Christmas. Which they're remaking. Which I'm so mad. And they show the entire movie in the trailer. Unnecessary. Um, but it's kind of considered like the beginning of slasher movies. Like uh, it, it's the first time you you see from the killer's POV oh, right. and nice. stuff. And it's. Great, and there's this one character in it called, I think, just Mrs. May or something, who's like that. It takes place in a sorority house, and she's the like sorority mother, the sure. house yeah. mother, whatever that is. Oh, this is, she, 1974. this is 1974. This is early, it's early. This is pre Halloween, yeah. Wow, and, and Halloween was absolutely inspired by this movie. I gotta see it. I've um, never seen this, I'm shocked. It's Margo so Kidder, good. I think it's streaming. On Amazon Prime. Um, But Mrs. May is like just this raging alcoholic house mother. And just her whole bit is hiding booze throughout the house. And (laughs) I saw that. I was like, I want to play that part whenever I can. Um, But that's a fun one. Um, Let me think. There's another one called Christmas. Oh, my God. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. The all of those are wild. Is that the Krampus one? No, no okay. this is um, Silent Night, Deadly Silent Night. Silent Night, right? Like Silent Night, Deadly Night. This one, or is it Silent? I think it might just Bloody be called Night? Silent Night. No, there is Silent Night, De- Deadly, Deadly Night from '84. Mm. That's it. Silent Night. The cover is Santa's Dead- going down the chimney, but he's carrying an axe. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. He is. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and there's like. I want to say six of them or something. Wow. And uh, they're, yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah. They are It's not such, even a full God. Santa, it's just his arm. 
There's such wild movies. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, most of the movie is just the first movie. And okay. just recapping. Oh, no, good. Right. Like, yeah. that's so weird. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun one where it's like this kid who's young witnesses his parents getting killed by a dude dressed like Santa. Oh, he like great. pulls oh, their car over, and so he's really messed up. And whenever he sees the color red, he's triggered. Wow. To, he's triggered to then. Start being like, hey, that's naughty. I should kill you. So there's a lot of layers to this. Like, wow. And it's right. just red? It's a mind Yeah, bender. if he sees like... Okay. Santa Claus if red. If he sees the color red, he then goes to Santa Claus and then starts to be like, oh, you're being naughty. Mm. So then he'll kill like couples and stuff. <laughs> right, that right. Makes sense. Hell yeah. Right? Makes He's like, perfect that's sense. That's learned behavior. Yeah. From the Santa Killer. Have you seen a movie called Don't Open Till Christmas? No. It's a British slasher from 1984. Ooh. That sounds kind of fun. It involves Scotland Yard. Okay. That's scary. The I game's always liked, I always liked <laughs> Gremlins was a great Christmas Gremlins movie. is a fun one. That monologue that Phoebe Ooh. Gates delivers about her father dying, trying to d- deliver Ooh. presents. So great, and that's why she but hates Christmas. But it's also Christmas. so unnecessary in yeah. this like goofy movie, right? Yeah. Right. Like, well, that's why I love that they send it up in the new batch where they like do. A whole, she does a whole thing about President's yes. Day. Oh my god, yeah, that was very new batch is bonkers. Yeah, two bonkers, two bonkers, and I love it. Uh, I love so yeah. much. What about Christmas Evil, nineteen eighty? Yes, I've seen that. I gotta watch all and of I believe, these movies. Um, and I can't remember how his starts, but essentially the story is this dude snaps, this dude who loves Christmas, snaps and and goes around killing people who are naughty. Oh, you yeah. know, so it's kind of doing the dark I Santa like that motif. Little, yeah, little, like, motif. like he's very yeah, into good. Christmas to the point where it's like, wait, you're being naughty. You made the I naughty. I need to kill you. You're naughty. And I think that one might start with him maybe seeing his mom, like, hooking up with Santa, who's Ugh. his dad. Right. And that kind of gets him going. Right, right. I don't know. There's there's <laughs> multiple. <laughs> I feel there's um, multiple is his mom wearing a nightgown? Is his mom wearing a nightgown? No, I think she's wearing, like, sexy lingerie for <laughs> Santa. <laughs> I imagine, like, a writer's room where they're, like, and, and they're, like, trying to pitch these ideas. And it really only lasts, like, an hour and a half. Oh, we got yeah. it, guys. No. E- you're on the, he gets triggered, red, naughty list, axe. Genius. She's fucking great. Absolutely. Write it up, Tim. Absolutely. <laughs> that's so many. There's one that's very fun called Jack Frost. Oh, yeah. From oh, the yeah. 90s. Not the, Not the Michael Keaton, Keaton one. one. Yeah. Even though that fucking snowman <laughs> it's is horrifying. What's he doing making that movie? I remember we rented it and my whole family was just like, ugh. No. This <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Like, this is sca- like not fun, scary. Yeah. He's creepy. That's the kid one would never fall for that. Michael yeah. Keaton dies in a car accident and comes back to life as the family snowman. The snowman. And a yeah. nasty looking snowman. <laughs> who Keith. was modeled after George Clooney. What? Who was supposed to play the part and then dropped out. Good good move, Clooney. Yep. Good I move. I think I learned so that from Jack how did this Frost get made is about a serial killer named Jack Frost. Mm -hmm. And as he's getting transported um, to get the chair, I think 
Yeah. The electric chair. He, the car, the like transport bus or whatever gets in a big wreck with this chemical, this um, genetic chemical one. <laughs> the front, oh, the cover is Lord. so good. Not bad. That's it's just good. evil fucking evil snowman. snowman. So he gets in this huge wreck with um, genetic chemicals. <laughs> and his body and the chemicals morph into the snow and he becomes an evil snowman. Is this is like the origin of a Spider-Man villain. Is it Pretty like much, yeah. The 50-gallon drum and it says genetic chemicals? Pretty, yeah, like the side of the <laughs> what truck. What is like, genetic, genetic chemicals chemical. or whatever. It's like, I don't know, whatever. Oh, no. This is like that. Oh, did you ever watch uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii? No. With the snake? Uh-uh. Oh, man, Betsy. You were texting me the night I was watching and yes. posting on Instagram. Okay. Dude. I gotta watch it. Incredible. I'll watch it. And there's a sick snake in it that goes around as a subplot. It's a it's a python that has this strange disease and it starts attacking people. So while all this other just out of control cheesecake, soft core stuff is going on, including frisbees with razors. There's there's a sick uh python that's killing people. Oh you my god. We'll love this movie. That it's sounds incredible. really fun. Has Stephen King ever written a Christmas movie? God, that would a be a movie good. or a book. Uh I don't know, either one. I imagine he's had to tackle the subject a I'm little sure, bit. At least a, a short right? story. I mean that's there's gotta be somewhere in the short story. Mm, nightmares and dreamscapes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm it's I'm getting a a hit that says if it bleeds, which is Whoa. one of his books. Maybe that's mm. got a okay. Christmas. I don't know. Uh, uh, let me see. Stephen King Christmas novels. What's your all time like? What's your all time favorite horror movie monster? Stuck on horror an island. Movie monster. You got a VCR. I have and to a be VHS stuck on tape. the island with yeah. this horror movie monster. All time favorite. This is tough. Like, I mean, The Thing is my favorite horror yeah, movie. Yeah, it's great. Mm. But I wouldn't want to be stuck on an island. <laughs> no, I think what Bryce is saying, like, if you can only <laughs> watch one movie. One movie. Right. Yeah. I like your version, though. You killed I like your version, though. I thought it was like, I'd have to survive with that. <laughs> You'd yeah. have to make friends with him. If I had we to make friends with him, I'd be like, like Leprechaun or something. Right. Like, I can fuck around with you, you goofball. I love it. Or Jack If you had to be stuck on an island with your worst nightmare, but they're also your favorite monster. And you have their movie. And you get to watch the movie with them. With them. With them. <laughs> Who would it be and why? Um, the thing, which is snowy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not Christmassy, but it's snowy and cold. Mm. I'd keep mm. him when he would be a dog. Oh, yeah. But before it becomes the weird. Yeah, the weird thing that yeah. splits the dog open. Ooh. Hey, what, in, in Aliens, isn't that like, doesn't that take place around the holiday? Alien? Aliens. Alien takes place in outer space. No, I know. But doesn't, like, I know, but doesn't she put on a, a Santa hat at oh. one point, the little girl? Maybe I'm not. Newt? Thinking. Newt. Yeah, Newt. Puts on a Santa oh, hat. Newt. Oh, and she? newest Aliens. I don't know. Are you sure you're not thinking of the 1986 hmm. Aliens Christmas special that aired once on ABC? I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> we need to watch that right now. All of us were like, wait, podcast over. We need to watch over. that right now. Uh, Have you guys seen California Raisins Christmas special? Yes, yeah. dude. 
As a kid, I haven't seen it in years. I have it on DVD, and I made everybody watch it on Thanksgiving. It's so good. Yeah, I used to walk around that little tape cassette, and they'd be singing. Yeah, singing all the hits. Those raisins—they could sing. They were great. Yeah, they were great. I really want to know where you're getting this image of Newt from Aliens. Maybe I'm. Maybe I was just trying to think of my favorite horror movie, and it was—it's Aliens. Well, you know, I wonder if that takes has any Christmas thing. Best UFO abduction story one of the best of all time which is whitley streber's stuff right the holidays yeah takes place over the week of christmas in the catskills so communion that all that stuff kicks off over christmas so he and his family had been up in the cabin in the catskills and this is in his book too and that's when he was abducted and saw the grays and he saw the little blue doctor dudes with the button black eye little tiny button sized black eyes and that was on like december 26th classic walking i mean i was just starting flat images started flashing back of like (laughs) him waking up in bed no uh communion communion Communion. you gotta watch that movie i'll watch it for sure Ooh, that it's sounds good. spooky. All right, well, good. speaking yeah. of monsters of Christmas. Yes. Oh, before we get there, though, <laughs> tease, tease, coming up. Betsy, we have a brand new, some recurring, but brand new bullshitter believer okay. list. It's updated. Do you want to play it? Yes, of course I do. All right, so this is a game that we like to call Bullshit or Believe It. Yeah. Here we go. Betsy Sodaro. Okay. On your mark. Okay. Get set. Okay. Ghosts. Believe. UFOs. Believe. Bigfoot. Believe. It. I guess it believe it. Oh, it, it, it. Little gray aliens. <laughs> uh, believe it. Out of body experiences. Believe it. Demonic possession. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. Believe it. Alien abductions. Believe it. Loch Ness Monster. Believe it. Time travel. Believe it. Moth. Er- I believe it. Oh, man. Do you want to put a pin in it? Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Ooh. Mothman. I believe it. Sure. Reincarnation. Believe it. ESP. Believe it. Haunted houses. Believe it. The Illuminati. (laughs) Believe it, but stupid. There's a face on Mars. (laughs) What? There's a face on Mars. Oh, that little thing? Yeah. Bullshit. Skunk ape. (laughs) What? Skunk ape. Oh, I don't know what that is. Well, Florida's Bigfoot. Oh, believe it. Heaven. Bullshit. Hell. Bullshit. Sea serpents. <laughs> believe it. Poltergeists. Believe it. Chupacabra. Believe it. Atlantis. Believe it did exist at one point. Life on other planets. Believe it. Parallel dimensions. Believe it. The apocalypse. Bullshit. Life after death. Believe it. Nice. Good yes, job. Yes, well done. time travel, though. Yeah, let's talk about time travel for a minute. I think there could be time slips. Mm. Is that called time sure. travel? Sure, you're traveling through time. Okay, then You don't necessarily have it. to have a time machine. Okay. So when you say time slip, what are you thinking? Or, like, because I hear this a lot on um, A Funny Feeling and stuff of, like, where people will see what they think are ghosts but just kind of living in like the area that they are also living right. in like one of our listeners said in a story where um I think she I remember this walked into the kitchen 
and a woman was like doing the dishes and saw her and got startled. Oh wow! And I was like, oh, that's like it feels like just a time. Yeah, she like saw time a woman from like the fifties, right? No. Did you ever see that movie Ghost with Casey Affleck? I never did. You'd love it. Do you think? I don't. I don't know. It, well, it's a, like it plays him. on a lot on that. Like uh, <laughs> the Haunting okay. uh, of Hill House also does yes, too. That's great too. That was awesome. It just overlaps and time. We're kind of like overlapping with other time yeah, periods. Yeah, that mm. blew my mind. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you've never heard of Skunk Ape. Uh-uh. So we have a semi-recurring segment that we like to tack on to this game occasionally called 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. Okay. So Bryce has 60 seconds to tell oh. you about okay, Skunk Ape. Okay, sell it. And, I'd have to show her the pictures. Well, uh, get ready. All right, no it's gonna problem. Be part, finding them is going to be part of your 60 seconds. Yeah. Bryce, you have 60 seconds to sell Skunk Ape. Go. Well, I love this one. So an old lady writes in a letter to the uh, to the local sheriff's department. Apparently, something had been stealing apples out of her backyard. <laughs> okay. And she starts the letter. She's like, did somebody lose an orangutan? She thinks it's an orangutan. <laughs> and uh, she's like, those things carry herpes. Somebody should do something about it. And uh, what's she worried? What a funny specific. <clears throat> it's like... very specific. And anyway, so one night she goes out with her camera, and she and she describes in the letter that it was so dark, but she had a flash on her 30 camera. Thirty seconds. She takes two pictures, and she describes in the pictures. Here I'm showing Betsy one. What? Now that's a skunk ape. And then in the second picture, she said you could see it start to raise up, and just like in this second picture, it's different than the first one. It raises up. I wish I had them back to back, but I only have sixty. And you could. See the teeth, the canines, and the eye shine, and uh, it doesn't look like any statue ever. And 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 she signs it anonymous. Whoa! The skunk ape of Florida. Thousands okay. of reports. Too. Done. Wow. Yeah. Bullshit or um, believe it. I want to believe it, but it's also like it's an escaped gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Maybe. around. <clears throat> oh, but, you want to see? Yeah, I haven't seen Sky. I also love this segment. I haven't been here to record this you know, one. This is hilarious. It's literally <laughs> the second time we've done it. I always forget about it. There's a guy who does <laughs> great videos on YouTube. His name is Bob Gimlin. Not the Gimlin from the Patterson-Gimlin footage, but Bob Gimlin with a Y. His work is so outstanding. I highly recommend it. Anyway, he does an entire segment on the uh, on the on the skunk ape, and uh, I highly recommend Bryce, it. Bryce, your time is up. Oh well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'll say believe it. Yeah, Great. it's All pretty right, crazy. Good. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're gonna take a quick break, and then it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. Ooh yeah! Ooh yeah! Herpes she, thing. Is yeah, so where did she strange. learn about? Orangutans and herpes. It's just old lady talk, right? It's like, yeah. You get it in Reader's Digest, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. One article in uh-huh. Reader's Digest. Totally. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> so uh, for this week and this Christmas celebration, and Ooh. hey, look, we know not everybody celebrates Christmas. So, uh, you know, just as we love, we love all holidays over the, and in fact, I kind of wanted to look back. Uh, I started with doing the monsters of Christmas to to, to uh, sort of be the 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 yin to the Santa Claus yang of last year, or vice versa. Yeah. And then it was interesting because then I started getting into sort of the history of the holiday in and of itself, which we're not going to do too much of a deep dive of, but. Uh, the term Yuletide comes up a lot 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is just, these are the monsters of Christmas. Ooh. And if you were like the person who said meh to my headless horseman story, um, <laughs> you might not like this, but I'm telling you, it's real fun. <laughs> so, uh, Yuletide. This year, Yuletide runs from December 22nd to January 6th, 2020. Okay. Yuletide is a centuries-old Germanic holiday with roots in Norse mythology. Mm. It marks the darkest and longest night of the year, uh-huh. the winter solstice, preparing for the long winter ahead and the renewal it will eventually bring. Remember last year we talked about how part of the reason we light so many candles and decorate trees is because it's the darkest time of year. Yeah. And we're also putting on all the lights to kind of remember, you know, remind us that there will be light. The sun will come back. People summer will return. I love that. So it is a festival of light feasts and lights. Uh, it's where the tradition of decorating trees come from cool. and all that holly and sprigs and garland. And, of course, the Yule log, which was a log that they decorated to carry them through uh, the Yule tide, uh, comes from. And now uh, people often associate the Yule log with a delicious French type of cake right. yes. in the shape okay. of a log. Yep. Even the name Yule or Yule can be traced back to the Norse god Odin, who looks suspiciously a bit oh, like Santa. Santa and also evokes images of the green man who we covered oh. a few weeks ago or Father Nature. Yuletide basically runs from the solstice through the epiphany, which in some Christian traditions is the day the three kings yes. arrived to meet baby Jesus. Yes. So that's also where we get the 12 days of Christmas because it's Christmas and then 12 days after Christmas comes the epiphany. Oh. So so sidebar, the three kings, right? Yes. This is really fun. And we could probably devote a whole uh, uh, episode to this. The three kings is another name for the three stars, Uh. Mintaka, Al-Nilam, and Al-Nitak in the constellation of Orion that make up his belt. Whoa! Now, we all know that Christmas is the story of Jesus' birth, the nativity, but it has a deeper connection not only to myths (laughs) that preceded him, but directly to the stars as well. As we approach the winter solstice, the days grow shorter and the nights grow longer. In the Northern Hemisphere, for three days between the 22nd and the 24th of December, the sun actually appears to stop moving deep on the southern, uh, south in the sky near the horizon. This astronomical, maybe it's not directly on the horizon, but the, this astronomical phenomenon didn't go unnoticed. So basically... It's a point where the sun is setting in the exact same place along the horizon for three days. Whoa. You know, so it it literally appears all year long the sun is moving in the northern hemisphere, getting closer, 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 moving across the sky at different angles. And then between the 22nd and the 24th, it appears to be dead, basically. So, um... This astronomical phenomenon didn't go unnoticed by ancient civilizations like the Greeks and the Egyptians. Over the course of this three-day period, ancient cultures perceived that the sun, the giver of all life, had died and was entombed for three days. What? Hello. familiar? Everything sounds like Catholicism. And then on the 25th, which is now, of course, Christmas Day... 
The sun appears Whoa. to move again in the sky. No way. Therefore being resurrected or born. born. So on Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the sun or the son of God, it's a symbol for the sun moving again and beginning its entire journey for another year. Blasphemy! Now, in the Bible, the story of the nativity, the three kings from the east followed a bright star in the sky. This star is Sirius, or the dog star, as it is sometimes uh, known as, and it lines up with the sunrise on December 25th, the brightest star in the sky. The point where the sun will be born again and also aligns with the three kings, the stars of Orion's belt, who appear to have met the bright star to witness the birth of the sun oh on the 25th. Goodness. So the nativity story describes this astrological event that happens during the winter solstice. So while you're attending this year's Christmas pageant, stop and consider the idea that what you're witnessing is a symbolic representation of celestial movements tied to the seasonal shifts. Yes, mm-hmm. scream a that. story of birth. Of it. Like, right. Hey, hold on. This <laughs> is a representation <laughs> of <laughs> celestial stuff. Uh, a story of birth and resurrection told long before the arrival of baby Jesus yeah. that once starred the Egyptian gods Isis, Osiris, and the child god Horus. Whoa. But I digress. Ow. Let's talk about the monsters of Christmas. Whoa. I mean, that blew my mind. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, hey, guys. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And everything you just said, that predates Jesus by like a lot. A oh, lot. yeah. A lot. Since Where wow. the people who wanted to start Jesus were like, we'll just like bullshit Scared. them with the stuff they right. kind of know. Yeah, the ancient <laughs> Egyptians would mark uh, their calendar year with midsummer, which is where Sirius, who they associated with the goddess Isis, who was the mother of Osiris and Horus. Yeah. It would actually, Sirius, for 70 days leading up to midsummer, disappears from the night sky, and then it comes back. Mm. And they saw that as oh. a herald of the resurrection uh, and of Osiris and then the yeah. birth of Horus. Where the sun would rise for midsummer and become the brightest. It's really, really cool stuff. Every other holiday, they seem to be adopted from these pagan ritual, pagan holidays. And it's redone over. Yeah, time. uh, Well, and also, if you're trying to spread a a religion and assimilate people, like the Germanic peoples and the pagans, it's like, let's just uh, take your holidays. This time? Great. Well, us too. Uh, and us too, yeah. and, and it's, it's telling. It's just. It's just an evolution of the same story. Yeah. And yeah. we see this all the time in popular culture, yes. right? Like character. And, I, and I'm not comparing. But I'm saying just like our own pop cultural myths get reborn and reinterpreted yeah. all the time. Whether it's Batman or Superman or yeah. Spider Man. Now it's played by. It's played by Tom Holland. And in this one, Spider Man's origin story is this. You got to look at this celestial myth myths. Uh, and it all traces back to the stars. Uh, religions are just telling the same stories over, and our myths are yeah. telling the same stories over and over again. And they are, and they typically have a connection with the celestial bodies, which were considered gods, yes. essentially. So, okay, I, I have a question just yes. before I move on. Where in like geographically can you witness this astrological phenomenon? Like, it's where would in the northern hemisphere? So uh, it's basically all over the normal. Northern yeah, but there are things. There are places where there's. It's probably lined up a little bit more perfectly than others. But it's it in the southern hemisphere doesn't work the same way. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why all the, these myths, uh, 
all kind of deal with religions that come from the northern hemisphere yeah, and course, civilizations right. in the northern hemisphere of course um but i'm sure that there are places like i believe that like stonehenge was aligned to completely line up with the summer solstice oh. the three pyramids of giza they are lined up perfectly with the three stars or the three kings of orion's belt uh-huh. so there are going to be places it's where you can mind. see this stuff happen with actual monoliths built by by ancient civilizations wow. to point those stories that are being told by the stars which have become the basis of some of our great religious uh religions yeah yeah um, wow yeah we could do a whole thing and you know uh we just I'm, pissed I'm a whole really, lot of people off huh? yeah. Yeah. i don't know it's, i think it's really mind-blowing uh i'm armchairing it here but let's get into the monsters of christmas betsy i think yeah. you're really really gonna have fun with this Ooh, so I'm excited speaking of yuletide the Icelandic Jólakoturin, or the Yule Cat, is a, <laughs> is a cat whose legend could date as far back as the Dark Ages. It is a giant black cat, like the size of Clifford the Big Red Dog. What? Big, no. That visits <laughs> children on Christmas. <laughs> but instead of bringing presents... The Yule Cat peeks into windows to see if children had earned new clothing as Christmas gifts, a sign that they had finished all of their chores before the holidays. (laughs) If the Yule Cat could see that a child had earned new clothing, it would quietly move along to the next house. But if a child was lazy and didn't receive new clothes... Then the Yule Cat would eat the child's dinner <laughs> and then eat the child. Nah, there we go. That's what we were waiting I for. I think I've heard about that. I think maybe Marcy did something like really? this. Really? Maybe so keep going. The, the Yule clothes ca- thing got me. The Yule Cat was a warning to Icelandic children <sighs> to work hard and do their chores. It also inspires generosity to provide the poor with clothing so poor kids would also oh, be spared by be the shaved. Yule Cat come Christmas. Because <laughs> oh that cat's God. just looking for Ruthless. new clothes. Oh my goodness. God. And now today we have Elf on the Shelf. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, there's a lot of Elf on the Shelf in here. Right. And, and especially by who we're going to talk about next. So the Yule Cat is owned by a collective of trolls known as... <gasps> yes. As the Yule Lads. Oh, oh the Yule Lads. Really? That should be the like Yule an cat. acapella group. Yeah, totally. It's the house cat of the matron troll or ogress, oh. the evil Grilla. And she Grilla. and her husband, Leopoldi, oh. live in a deep cave in the mountains yeah, with their do. 13 troll offspring. Oh, oh my God, yes. The lads are all like super gross versions of Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> wreaking havoc during the Yule time, arriving one by one, one night at a time, over the course of 13 nights, and are listed... As follows. So, um, I also, there's a great poem that I got this from called The The Tales of Fingerwolf. Um, But this was a, uh, a, I'm not going to recite the whole poem, but I got this from the Uh poem. And a lot of this stuff comes from uh, Smithsonian.org and a Mental Floss article about monsters, Wikipedia. Um, This is so great. So, here are the 13 Yule Lads in the order that they come. So, on the first night, we 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 have sheep caught Claude, <laughs> yes. who's obsessed with sheep. Yeah, yes, he wants he to suckle on the ooze, ooze teats, on the but ooze. his <laughs> knees 
are too stiff and locked, and he can't bend down Wait, to get them. Yeah, he's got Ew. locked legs. God. Let's get him Jesus a surgery. Christ. <laughs> Night two comes. Oh, wait, that's it? That's, <laughs> telling, that's not enough, Grace. Okay. He's I'm just going knots, down so and telling you all. Suck on the used tit. That's a lot. They're lot. like the seven dwarves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing they're like filthy. the seven dwarves. <laughs> so, <laughs> Night two is Gully Gawk. He hides out in the barn under the hay and waits for the milkmaid to leave and then steals all the milk. Aww. And runs. These guys are all just really want to eat, eat and drink stuff. Okay. The third one is Stubby. He comes Stubby. on night three. Stubby likes to steal your pans and nibble off all the greased and crusty bits, which Hell is yeah, favorite Stubby. food. Oh, Stubby's oh, good. good. Stubby's then. Yeah. Good. Stubby. Yeah. Stubby's good. Wow, Stubby. Little night, garbage disposal. Night four hail, hails the arrival of Spoon Liquor. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> That's such a like high school nickname. Spoon Liquor. Like, that? It's like the kid who has too many concussions yeah. in high school. Did you football. bring my lunch money, Spoon Liquor? <laughs> we call him Spoon Liquor. Like, <laughs> His mom just gives him bags of yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one spoon. Brown bag spoon. Wow. Spoon liquor's super skinny, and when the cook is out of the kitchen, he steals <gasps> the spoon from the stirring pot and runs away with it, holding it by two hands because it's so slippery oh. he doesn't want to let go. And he takes that back to the cave and he's like, <laughs> 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 After spoon liquor comes. Pot scraper. Okay. This dude's got a good game. Getting a theme here. He knocks on the door (laughs) and runs away. And then when the children go to the door to see who's there, he climbs in through a window (laughs) and steals the pot and then runs away to scrape out all the food from the pot. What? Look, these people didn't have a lot in their old homes. Right. They yeah, just like, had uh, kitchen utensils. What else? What uh, else? There's a pot. Right. <laughs> right. We can make them be a pot scraper. A fireplace one. Yeah. A, I don't know. A latrine one. Yeah. yeah. Listen, there's a theme. Trust me. Because next, we have bowl liquor. Yeah. Okay. Bowl liquor is, is the ugliest one. Oh, man. And he's all about snatching them bowls away. He'll take it from the family cat or dog, and then he just licks them clean. <laughs> Why is he ugly? Because He's just the ugliest one. That's what they say. Damn. Then uh, after bowl liquor comes door slammer. <laughs> door slammer is really fun. The door he slammer. waits until everyone's just like just ah. drifted off to sleep, and then he gets his jollies by opening and slamming shut the doors. <laughs> He loves the sound of door slamming and squeaky hinges. Right. And he loves waking everybody up and making them go look to see what's making all the commotion. Now, do these trolls all work on separate nights? Yes, they separate come nights. in order, so you know what's coming next. Yes, yes. so every night. Right. So you oh could... So like, tomorrow will be the door slammer. Yep. So you could kind of see that parents might have, one by one, each night, yeah. done some of these things. Right. Okay. okay. I think, I can't help but notice that the first ones have really elaborate names and then and then people just oh, gave yeah. up and then on it got scary yeah. Sheepcock, like, Bully uh, Gawk, slammer, Stubby. Uh, and also, I should have said this at the top of the show, but you know, we might get into some Christmas spoilers if you have kids. Oh. So, uh, just remember, uh, you know, kids who we like don't want to spoil any Christmas. Of a yeah. <laughs> yeah. After <laughs> Door Slammer comes Skier Gobbler. And, and now so we're back to a fun name. He's uh he's an Icelandic yogurt fetishist. Yeah. 
Skier, no. skier no. is a type of Icelandic a yogurt. yogurt fetishist. Yeah. He gets That's into awesome. your. He gets into the skier tub and he eats up all your skier <laughs> He sits in that tub and he eats it. <laughs> you sick fucker. Skier gobbler. Uh, you guys like this guy. He comes the night after Skier Gobbler. His name is Sausage Swiper. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. He, Sausage Swiper. He climbs up into the rafters and sits up on the beams and then snatches food off the plates and gobbles down sausages up on the crossbeam of your Great. ceiling. Yep. Great. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, this next guy, he's kind of the pervert of the group. His name is He's kind of the perfect. <laughs> I, I feel all of wow. them are pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's name is Window Peeper. Oh, oh Window yeah, Peeper. No, he's the pervert. Yeah, he's the yeah, pervert yeah. for sure. He uh, peers into windows, casing the joint for things that he would like to steal Uh-oh. for himself later. Uh-oh. And then after Window Peeper. But he peep- doesn't. I mean, he might. He just peeps? I think he's just peeping. Uh, that is, I think, the creepiest yeah. one. Mm. Where it's oh like, God. eat the sausage, eat that nasty yogurt, <laughs> right. but don't just peep into my window. <laughs> right, right. That's too nasty. He's, what window, does he do? Window peepers got to get a look. He cases the joint. He's like, That's oh, that guitar does. looks nice. I'm unimpressed by uh, these fellas. You know. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's casing the joint. I think he's doing I think he's looking. And he's looking. He's peeping. He's peeping. Uh, the, next, the next guy is... Door sniffer. Oh, <laughs> now I'm back on door board. sniffer. Door sniffer. He's got a huge nose. Yes. And they say he never gets a cold and he never gets sick, despite the fact he has a giant schnoz and he can sit up in his mountain cave and, you- and he'll smell bed breaking, bed bread baking from miles away. Whoa. And he'll come following his nose, sniffing around your door, sniffing, trying to find that sweet baked bread. What? Does he eat it then? Or I he don't just know. I mean, I, if it. you leave it out, he'll find it. But he's he's led by his nose. Okay. He wants to go get that. This would make a great monster Christmas movie. This would be awesome. Just yeah. like be Betsy really alone good. in a cabin in oh Nordenstaga when 13 Nights of Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, on uh, the 23rd, that's the arrival of Meat Hook. Oh, that's <laughs> horrifying. Meat Hook. Meat Hook. Meat, meat Hook, hook. is hook. awful, too. Me- <laughs> <laughs> meat Hook arrives on the 23rd, which is St. Thorlax Day, and he's there to steal that meat. Ooh. Yeah, so St. Thorlax Day is I'm pulling up Wikipedia here. It's in, it's from Old Norse. <laughs> Ask your doctor if Thorlax is right for you. Yeah, it feels like that. Thorlax is the patron saint of Iceland. He was the bishop of Skalholt from 1178 until his death. Uh, uh, so yeah, he's just like a saint, famous uh, uh, saint in, in, from Iceland. And then he's okay. Nova's trying to get Nova's into the game. Just being really and then oh. on Christmas Eve, and he does seem to be the dopey of the bunch, is Candle Beggar. Oh. And Candle Beggar comes in, and he just wants to chase after lit candles, which are valuable. <laughs> he's absolutely and so, the dopey. Because the kids will come out with the candles on Christmas Eve, and 
Candlebagger will be chasing after the children, wanting to get a hold of one of those candles. Oh, Candlebagger! Give one to him, and then eventually he just marches back up into the hills with all of his weirdo brothers until the following Christmas. So those are the Yule lads. Wow! Wow! That's wild. Aren't those great? Yeah, but what's the okay? What's the general point? Like, is it like (laughs) for the parents to be like? Be good or else this will happen. I think, yeah, it's probably, I think it's the parents playing games with their kids. It's something fun to do around the holidays. Like, where did the pot go? Oh, pot scraper must have come. Why is that sausage in the rafters? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. I have a feeling that's... There's all the yogurt. And it's also (laughs) a way to get your... it's in your beard. (laughs) It's also a way to make sure the kids eat all their food, clean up, do all their chores, make sure that these little trolls don't come around. Yeah. But I think, like, the door slam has got to be one that dad gets drunk on a little mead and then he's just like slam slam Honey, get up we gotta open this door <laughs> <laughs> get up. just go back to sleep baby. um all right so france has uh, a couple crazy monsters Ooh. of christmas in the uh alsace and lorraine regions comes hans strap who was a 15th century debaucherous asshole who was super rich, and he started practicing black magic and worshiping Satan to enrich himself beyond his wildest desires. Okay. So a little bit of a, of a Faustian figure. Unfortunately, the Catholic Church shut that shit down and banished Hans Trapp from his property and wealth and sent him living up in an old shack in the mountains. So while he's in this, in this mountainous shack, he becomes obsessed with the idea of revenge. He's the Grinch, dude. Dude, it is. He doubles down on his devotion to Satan, goes mad, and starts thinking about how lovely it would be to eat the flesh of another human. Oh, shit. So, this is just like the Grinch. (laughs) Trap fashions himself a disguise. What? Of a scarecrow. Oh. He put on baggy clothes and stuffed straw. And put on a scarecrow mask. This should be a movie. And he'd hang out in valleys and fields and lie in wait for a victim. One day, he abducts a little shepherd boy, drags him back to his shack where he cuts him into tiny bite-sized pieces and cooks him. But just before he can take his first bite, a lightning bolt from God strikes Hans Trapp dead. Also, hey After God. After the kids yeah. become. Yeah, hey God, God do you yeah. think? Go a little faster. <laughs> nice yeah, timing. Yeah. Strike was like, him when he's making that dumb outfit. You think you could kill him before he chops the kid up? Yeah. He's like, it's fine to abduct and destroy yeah. a yep. boy. Okay. But you what cannot you eat him. You shall not taste of it. <laughs> You may so, cut upon it. Now, in the Alsace and Lorraine regions of France, during Christmas time, Spooky. children are told that if they don't <gasps> behave, Hans <gasps> Trap, the scary, no. cannibalistic Christmas scarecrow, <laughs> will God. come and yeah. get them. I'm going to tell my nieces this. That's, yeah, that's better than a bag of coal, right? That's not If cool. you're bad... There's gonna be a Satan that's gonna chuck <laughs> yeah, you up and yeah. eat your <laughs> fucking guts. Just like a scarecrow. So be good, you little shit. The French have another Christmas dirtbag named Pierre Foutard, <laughs> whose name translates into Father Whipper or oh. Old Man Whipper. Ew. 
Oh my God. He, Ooh, man, whip it. He's, he actually tags along with St. Nicholas in northern France, Belgium, and French-speaking areas uh-huh. of Switzerland. He's got a creepy, like, charred face, Jesus. a scraggly beard, Ew. and is dressed in tattered robes. He carries a whip and switches and sometimes is seen depicted with a wicker basket. Uh-huh. Slung over his back where he can carry kidnapped children. Oh. And Santa lets him ride with him? Yeah. It's his job to pass out the coal to all the shitty kids and spank the ill-behaved <laughs> boys and girls with his trusty whip. Santa's oh like, gear, you're up. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Fuck yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. It's whipping time. I've heard of that. Yeah. The, whi- the Switches. There's a lot stuff. of switches and whippers. It's a very there's a, there's there's a very common thing that you'll see in the next few or like this, of like old men or old women that are companions or people who yeah. operate on their own who are kind of like evil Santas. Yes. And so one of them is Belsnickel, and he was I've from the Germanic. Yeah, there was an yes. episode of The Office where Dwight dresses up as <laughs> yeah. Belsnickel. Yeah. I thought Dwight create. I thought that was just Dwight's thing. No, it's thing. based on... So it's actually... Oh the reason God. why it's in The Office, which took place in Pennsylvania, is because Belsnickel came over and became a tradition of the Pennsylvania Dutch oh. um, that they brought over from right. from like the Germanic cultures in, in, in Europe. So he's a German folklore character who dresses in furs and rags, sometime wearing a mask with Oof. a tongue, uh. and he goes around during like Yule time and he beats bad children with a switch. <laughs> the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch. He just plays them in yeah. video games. He beats and them and whatever. Fortnite first place. I got bitch. you, man. <laughs> Frau Perchta is a German witch who punishes I've the lazy during the twelve days of Christmas. She's known for disemboweling her Ooh, victims um, and replacing their guts with garbage. <laughs> um, I, I've heard that Marcy did that lady, and I love her. Yeah. her we need a movie about her. <laughs> her overall demeanor has a lot in common and is often associated with probably the most popular monster of Christmas as of late, and that, of course, is Krampus. Krampus. So, uh, you mentioned the film earlier, Bryce. There was right. a horror movie about Krampus yeah. uh, released a couple years ago, a few years back. Um, so Krampus is pretty interesting. He's a half goat, half demon who arrives in Austria around December 6th of every year. Now, remember, uh, December 5th is when uh, St. Nicholas would arrive yes. to ha- party for a few weeks yeah. in December. You'd put your shoes out. Yeah, he'd come in on a boat and then he'd hang out for three weeks going from home to home delivering gifts. Mm. So uh Krampus would also follow on the heels of St. Nicholas and over the next few weeks he'd hunt down wicked children and oh. beat them with switches or <laughs> throw them in his sack and carry them back to his lair where they might be tortured or even eaten. Oh, wonderful. But um it's believed that Krampus can be traced all the way back. Here we go full circle to pagan rituals from yes. alpine villages from around 1500 years ago. So it's predating Christmas yeah. as a holiday as we know it. So during uh, the winter solstice, villagers in Alpine in the Alps and like um, uh, Alpine villages would dress up in Krampus costumes for a festival called 
Krampuslauf or Krampusnacht, Krampus Night. Yeah. Um, and they dress in wooden masks armed with cowbells, and they'd march through the streets in order to scare away all the evil ghosts and spirits that oh. would come haunt them for the winter. How interesting is it started as a positive thing? Yeah. And then got morphed into... Like, yeah. kind of a negative, like, gonna eat you, be good. Like, well, because guess who, of course, is gonna turn it into something evil? Guess who? The church. Catholic yeah. church. But before that, so it's kind of like, how do you beat a ghost? You beat it with a scarier entity. You scare you it. You scare it away. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna do that to a ghost. So, if so a ghost yeah. ever gets me, I'm gonna fucking scare the shit out of it. Right? Wear so, a scarier night robe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's super cool. Like, it's just imagine, like, a village full of oh. dudes, like, dressed as this demon trying to... And it also sounds very... And this is me really, like, par- you know, just off the top of my head. But I feel like there's a lot of, like... Japanese stories of like dressing up in masks to scare ghosts away like traditions this sounds like something similar to something that might be I'll have to look that up to make sure but just Halloween is jack-o'-lanterns is supposed to be yeah exactly off ghosts yeah this Irish thing yeah this idea of dressing up in costumes to scare away ghosts and spirits is so cool and very empowering yeah so um They'd march through the streets with cowbells, scaring away the ghosts. Mm. And these festivals are still celebrated in Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Czech Republic, and Hungary today, despite early attempts by the Catholic Church and other religious institutions who tried to ban the festival over the past few centuries. They're like, let's not do anything fun. Due to to Krampus's resemblance to the devil. Okay. Okay. But Krampus isn't Satan. Or really, a Christian entity at all? No. So it might, um, in fact, his origin might be found in Norse mythology. Uh, and I'm quoting from an article I read here from the Smithsonian.org. His name originates with the German word Krampen, which means claw. And tradition has it that he is the he's the son of the Norse god of the underworld, Hell, mm. who's played by Kate Blanchett in uh, Thor Ragnarok. So, wherever he comes from, Krampus has gained a lot of popularity over the past decade and has done a good job to add a little bit of Halloween Horror Nights to an otherwise saintly holiday. Yeah. So, Betsy, those are just a few of the many Christmas monsters you might encounter over the holidays. So great. Aren't they awesome? So great. I wish we knew more about the. Like. As a kid, I would have lost my fucking mind to hear about that stuff. Mm, like that's because right. it is like combining Halloween and Christmas. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, there used yep. to be a tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas yeah. time. That's kind of gone away and has really gone moved over to Halloween a lot yeah. more. Mm-hmm. I think I might be kicking out the elf on the shelf and uh, bringing in the thirteen lads. Well, this year. I'll send you right. the poem, which is a delight. Yeah. And I do, I do love that idea of like <laughs> rather yeah. than Cole right. being like, hey, some. Some creature is gonna, yeah, some fucking lunatic in the woods <laughs> Tonight, is gonna come and eat you. I'm gonna leave your curtains open because prepare for the peeper knocker. <laughs> Don't go to sleep. Peeper knocker. Because you'll, you'll miss the peeper liquor. <laughs> The Nintendo liquor. The Nintendo liquor. Ew, no! The Nintendo liquor! 
Nintendo's totally been lit. What did you do, man? Where the scooter think? sniffer. The scooter sniffer. The toe clipper. <laughs> I feel like the gr- the Grinch is like the kind of Northern American version yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I yeah. Would, I have to, you have to assume Dr. Seuss was familiar with some yeah. of these old he kind legends. of seems like Krampus a little bit in mm-hmm. a way. Yes. And Which like, I love the Grinch. So and fun. like Grilla so and the trolls, he lived up on a mountain in a cave right. like yep, far uh, away. Up, up from the village of, of the of Whoville. So there there is a lot of like, you know, you, know those, you can see that the DNA is in these stories. Yeah. Those people right. that you were saying dress up as Krampus. There's uh. a there's a great Instagram account I follow and every around every December she posts all these like these locals posing in their Krampus outfits and they're so oh, ornate wow. and scary awesome. and the fur and the masks From and where? the horns. Where? Uh, it's I, probably I, Austria, I, Slovenia, yeah. Yeah. Czech I Republic. Friend, I wonder if it's the same person mm. who went um, who has gone a few times to these huge Krampus, I Krampus festivals. festivals. I, I think that would be Betsy, so fun. I will totally go with you okay. because I was looking at these pictures and I was like, this looks fucking rad. What yeah. a party. And a oh, way to fun. like, you know, I just feel like holidays can get a little trite, you know? Yeah. And wh- why not shake it up with like a kick-ass festival? God, yeah. that would be so fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With demons and uh, tired and of the fat jolly elf. Frau yeah. uh, Perchta is often in those as well. My People girl. dress up as her as well. Mm-hmm. I gotta write a horror movie where I star as her. Mm-hmm. I like it. That would be fun. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, Betsy Sidaro, thank you so oh, much for celebrating the holidays for with us. Me. Yeah. Uh, like Bigfoot, we like to ask our guests now: Where in the woods can you be found? Oh, I like that. Um, um. This is December eighteenth, or on and around there. Just okay. so you know. Um, I mean, if if you're ever in LA, I do a lot of improv comedy at UCB Franklin. Fridays at eight, Saturdays at eight, Sundays at seven, Tuesdays at nine thirty. If you want to see me on stage, wow. um, absolutely do. Betsy's a goddamn a delight and improv Thank marvel. You. Um, I've performed with you before. And it is such a joy every time. Oh, thank you. It's my favorite thing. I love it so much. You're great at it, too. Um, also, check out my podcast, A Funny Feeling, where me and Marcy Jaro uh, talk to all of our friends about their scary paranormal Yeah, stories. if you like this, you'll you like, love that. Yes, probably you listen to that. But if you haven't given it a shot Give yet, it a shot. absolutely do. Yeah. And that's kind of it for now. And we love trash. Oh yes, on Patreon. We love trash. So I forgot about it. Mono's going to be so mad at me. Uh, me and Mono Agapian host a podcast on Patreon called We Love Trash, where we just talk about everything trashy: movies, people, food, all of that stuff. Because we fun. just we love trashy stuff. Same. I keep forgetting Beautiful. to subscribe, but I'm going to, and I'll be oh, binging that a hundred percent for you. sure. Yeah, it's fun. We, we gotta get Mono on the show garbage too. Movies. Yes, you do. He has one of the best ghost stories I've ever heard in my life, what? and right. it's like a firsthand happened to him. Gives me chills every time wow. I think about it. Love that. Amazing. He's the best. Speaking of amazing, amazing Grace Mitchell. Uh-huh. Uh, what are you up to? Where can people find? Oh wait, Betsy, are you are on Instagram and all that crap? I'm on Instagram at Betsy Sodaro. You'll see her in the pictures. We'll tag her. Yeah. Go follow her. Follow me. Uh, and on Twitter, uh, what are you up to, Grace? 
Um, right now at the moment, I'm actually recording my record. As oh. a yes. So I'll be working on that. But you can just follow me at, at Grace Mitchell with two L's on all social media. And I post updates about my life. Fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you for filling yeah. in again. Sure. We love having yeah. you produce our episodes. It's a delight. That's fun. Thank you so much. Bryce. Yeah, well, we're right in the middle of Expedition Bigfoot airing on Sunday nights on the Travel Channel 109 Central. Uh, stay tuned. We're right about halfway, so it only gets better. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I want to thank everybody, uh, anybody who came out to uh, our our Expedition Bigfoot Live party on we December 9th yeah. at Bigfoot Lodge. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, that hasn't happened as of this recording, so we're just going to assume it went off without a hitch. Uh, <laughs> um, down. Yeah, it went down. Uh, party of the you can follow me, McMills, and all this stuff. Don't forget to ask your grandmothers, aunts, oh, dads, brothers so for your uh, for their personal paranormal history and ghost stories when you're at ho- home over the holidays and write to us. We are going to take a couple weeks off. We will not have a new episode on Christmas. We won't have one on New Year's, but we'll be back the first Wednesday after the new year with a brand new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Woo. Club. This is the last show of 2019. We're coming oh. in hot and strong yeah. in 2020, and we cannot to we cannot wait to share the new year with you, our listeners. So until then, I remain Michael McMillan for Bryce Johnson, Grace Mitchell, Riley Bray, Absentee. Thank you once again, Betsy Sidaro. Oh! And until the new year, good night. And go get regressed. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.